Well, we only got two weeks of the regular season left. It's Game Theory and Money. Cynthia Freeland, our man Bill Smith, is with us as well. Along for the ride, not only are we going to work our way through the entire slate of games and the 10,000 simulations that Cynthia has run for each, but we have our playoff predictors, and certainly a handful of teams have already locked themselves into place, themselves into place. Uh, but we do have some very interesting percentages that we're going to share with you in a little bit. You know, I don't like to grab the ass here, Cynthia. We yes, like to get do. started right away. So what's your quick pick? Let's go. Something big. What I, do we got? Dallas by a touchdown. Okay. You like it? Take it. Okay. Works for me. Yeah. That's a good way to well, start. more Speaking than a of, touchdown. How about that? More than a touchdown. We'll get touchdown. into the details of that. By more than a touchdown, mm -hmm. someone's called that a hook. <clears throat> but what I'm saying here is uh, as we look at the recap <laughs> of week 15, look, last week, great. 13-3 and three, um, when you bring in the numbers. This week, eh, it happens. 5, 10, and 1. Straight up uh, pretty good, though. Up, yeah, 10 okay. and 6 straight up. Um, 0, 2, and 1 on confidence picks. Confidence I blame myself for that. I I pressured you into making okay. picks that you didn't want to okay. make. It's okay. No, we're um, good. It happens. Look, I can be very convincing. I very convincing. I would. You Especially could probably convince me to do almost anything. Head you are a giant head. It's weird because I'm like looking you. at you the opposite way now. It's very strange. Yeah, I know. It's not ideal. Whatever. That's for sure. It's all good. I do want to point out, though, look at this there. Look at that. Oh, the Cheez-It Bowl. Wearing my Cheez-It Bowl hat. Of course you are. I'm all about the Cheez-It Bowl. All right, let's go. Who's um, playing in the Cheez-It Bowl? Who's playing in the Cheez-It Bowl? Kidding me? Cal's playing in the Cheez-It Bowl, mm. man. Let's mm -hmm. go Bears. Go Bears. That's who's playing in the Cheez-It Bowl. Hey, fun fact. Two schools, two schools with the most players represented in the Pro Bowl. Cal, and what's the other one? Uh, hold on, hold on, Cal. Because that, Pro I mean, I, I wasn't going to, look, I'll give you the one, but there's another one. They're tied with five players apiece. Five players apiece in the Pro. Mm -hmm. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm working through it. No, no. Ah, yeah, is it Florida State? No, but it is a state. LSU, okay. Louisiana State. Oh, Louisiana State. Okay, mm -hmm. LSU. Yeah. There you go. You know, this fun fact I was thinking, I was friends. just like, all right, Ramsey's in, Derwin's in. It's um, a good one, so but I just, I, five. Uh, I went straight to, yeah. yeah I like it. I like it. All right. We're ready now. We Cal, uh, Cal, I think, underrated when it comes to NFL players. Uh, people don't realize how many dudes Cal puts into the league. But this is the uh, the exact grabbing of the ass that I said we would avoid before we got Whatever. this thing it's started. It's just a little trivia. Just a little no, trivia. No, I like it. No, no. You had the great trivia. I decided to expound upon it, which I didn't <laughs> need to do. All right. Freeland's favorites. Uh, just like you uh, – well, you can, I guess – dissect for them, or I should say, um, just like you can figure from the title. Um, you like the favorites here, so let's go Steelers at Saints. The Saints, the number, they are uh, five and a half point favorites. Uh, 53 and a half is the key point total, and you have what? I have the Saints winning in 59.9% of the simulations. Oh, okay. Okay, I can get behind that. All right. Um, the score that's most likely in my model, 30, 30 to 24. Piano jazz? Yeah, no, I is like it. Is that Thelonious it. Monk? Is that who that was? Is it Shabby? Thelonious Monk, Shabby? He doesn't know. Right. Someone else so. will tell us, I'm sure. There we go. Yeah, great. Oh, by the way, I have to say thank you to everyone who I put out a question of extra things to add to the pod. So any questions that they want specifically answered, so we're, we're, they're peppered in the answers here. But Sweet. thanks for answering people. Keep doing that. We'll keep answering them. Why do you like the Saints? I like the Saints because the Steelers' defense, their adjustments have been kind of slow, and the Steelers' offense has that middle-of-the-field presence that outweighs the Steelers' ability to adjust their defense or inability to adjust their defense, if that makes sense. I think it does.
I think that definitely makes sense. Oh, where'd you go? I couldn't hear you for a second. I turned my mic down because the dog was barking (laughs) because my oldest daughter was coming home. So there was a big dog bark in the background, and I thought I would adjust that. And I, uh, unfortunately. Maybe that's like a sign. Maybe the Steelers are going to win. That's a great point. Right? You know what? Skeeter the dog. Skeeter the dog. The prophetic Skeeter the dog. I do want to point out, though, uh, we're off to a rough start for a couple reasons. One, (laughs) I don't like seeing myself in that giant monitor behind me. You look great in it. And two, I don't like Bill's body language. I feel like he's judging me, and I don't like to be judged. And Bill's body language right now suggests this guy's full of crap, and I don't buy a word of it, and I don't like it. And Bill Smith, I don't like it. I need you to judge. You either need to sit up a little bit more straight. I'm going to get all Matt Patricia he's, on you. you got to give me a smile every now and then when I make a stupid joke. Give he's me a like courtesy six laugh. foot seven. It's just that the table's short. It's I not just right. I feel like he's judging there we me, go. and I don't like the eyes of judgment, especially when I look so ridiculous in that giant monitor with my weird face hovering above the two of you. So I'm off to a rough start. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> my apologies to the people listening. Um, this is a tough one to figure out for me because the Saints have played so poorly as mm-hmm. of late, and this yep. looked like an offense that could not be sidetracked by anything, yet they have been sidetracked by everything. Mediocre defenses going on the road, playing at home. I absolutely love that Steelers front. And Front, yes. I think you saw it, you know, and I think you saw it in action against the Patriots and you've really seen it in action all season. Um, that front seven that they have is so damn impressive. And based on how much Drew and company have struggled as of late, I want, especially with a, a left tackle that's down right. like, to me, that's, I, I, I see this as being real tight, uh, like a field goal game. God help Chris Boswell again. But uh, I see this as being maybe a field goal game just because of how good that that front, really the front three uh, linemen of the Steelers have been able to affect pressure and allow those linebackers to just come flying off those edges. Well, you've got to kind of say the same thing for the Saints too, right? Sure. So really both quarterbacks kind of have similar attributes when you look at their use of quick passes, meaning that's the way to escape pressure. So both of them are kind of doing that. And that's why the the middle of the field, Demario Davis specifically, the New Orleans Saints player, he's kind of a difference maker against the run. So him versus I don't want to I don't want to speculate about James Conner versus Jalen Samuels. I I don't care which one's playing. I think advantage Demario Davis in that situation. Except okay. the one thing here that I'll give you, the Breeze against the Blitz over the past three games has been really bad, like bad passer rating, like 40, below 40. So whereas before it was up over 100, and, it was like 120 before to 40. So that's something to watch because you know what the Steelers do. They they know how to they know how to get those like, you know, well, historic Dick LeBeau Blitz going. Exactly. They, uh, they'll bring, you know, five, those three up front and the two off the edge, and, man, they can get to you. And that's and, and they can get to you with four. Heck, I've seen get to you with three. My God. I mean, they are so effective up front, so that's certainly a bit of a concern. Anything, any other nugget that somebody yeah, so wants you to answer? Somebody did want me to answer. So, ultimately, one of the things that, like, the historical model speaks to is that it's actually – maybe kind of a good thing that the Saints offense has stuttered a little bit over the past few games because when you look at deep runs into playoffs there have been for the most part you're not getting like the Patriots undefeated season right you're getting spaces in the in the season where you're not going to win back-to-back games consistently you're going to drop a few and those adjustments are what really changes things so that's your ability your ability to adapt your ability to game plan and change and that's actually why the Saints kind of have a, an advantage of this one because it's there are a lot of indicators here that say that we're going to see a good Saints offense so like a good Michael Thomas a good offensive adversity or diversity working right so 
that's right. that's what like right. if you speak to the past and you look at it there, it's it's that's the difference. I like it. We already disagree. You're taking Perfect. the five. You're laying and the Skeeter, five and a half. I'm taking it. And Skeeter's Skeeter the dog. taking it. <laughs> Skeeter the uh, He wants the, a happy the, Christmas. The black you know? lab. Exactly. He does. He's already <laughs> got a happy Christmas. My God, all the dog does is sit around, eat, chase a ball. I don't know treats. anything about spoiling dogs. Yeah. Nothing. Bring me a rope that he <laughs> pretends like he's tugging on, and the next thing I know, he's biting my hand and laughing at me. All right, here we go. I love my dog. All right, Bucks <laughs> and Cowboys. Cowboys favored by seven. Key point total, 46 and a half. And this is a big one for you. You got Cowboys. Uh, B-I-G. Yep. Big. Well, that's why he came with the, the quick pick, covering the yep. uh, the seven. And how many percentage of your simulations? 67.3. They win by more that's than a, a touchdown. They win a big one. in 74% of the model's outcomes overall, just just win or, lo- or loss. They win in 74%. And for the most part here, it's, it's really the, you know, you see Zeke is the key, and we talk about it, and it's true. And Zeke with Amari Cooper's presence, yes, he's had better success with that. And Really what it comes down to, the biggest indicator here is Zeke's ability to make people miss tackles and the fact that the Bucks miss tackles top five ranking in that. Cooper helps mean, you know, that it's a more favorable situation for Zeke to run into. So fewer stacks boxes, more space for him to work with. Those are just, it's, it's a Zeke game. It's a big Zeke game. I would say every game for the Cowboys should be a Zeke game. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look, their defense is good, great, right? right? And the yeah. Bucks turn the ball over all the time. So it's, I mean, that's kind of the boring side of it. To me, it's like, yeah. how are they going to get Zeke? Because we saw Zeke be contained last game, right? So it's like, how are we, what are we going to see from Zeke in this one? I think that's a good, you know, fantasy nod there too. I think the Cooper fantasy nod too, people were asking me about that one. So both of them, I think, are fully playable. Obviously, Zeke, And I'd like course. to point out, because Zeke was contained, because the Cowboys were shut out, a big huzzah and congratulations to Darius Leonard for making <gasps> the Pro Bowl. Wait a, Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. That's okay. He's on our Pro Bowl. Yeah. He's in my exactly Pro Bowl. Exactly right. That's right. I don't Probably have bonuses to give out. I don't have bonuses to give out, like no $500,000 roster bonus, but I could probably, I could I could maybe make you some cookies, you know? That might be a nice runner-up prize. I do believe he said um, that he plans on having 40 tackles this week. Uh, that is his response <laughs> to his being snubbed. I so love that. I love I'm, that. I'm not going to deny it. I think he can make 40 tackles. Uh, I believe he, he has the ability to do that. So maybe much like you see people feeding a hot hand in basketball when they're making a run at a record, getting to 60 or something, maybe all the Colts will just funnel the defense straight to Perfect. Leonard so he can get his 40 tackles and make his statement. Let's do it. Are Saturday you agreeing game. with me with the Cowboys, or are you disagreeing? Yes, okay. 100% with you. Okay, 100% good. with you. All right, good. Uh, All Ravens right, and Chargers, good. Saturday game on NFL Network. Mike Tirico, Kurt Warner on the call. Uh, that's going to be a great call. They're great it at is. that. Yeah. They were really good. I really enjoyed that call on Saturday. No one does week. it better than you, buddy, but Not true. for TV. Mike Tirico like does it uh, 100 million trillion, I believe, your math. Divided by 100 million trillion. So With, with the Google uh, times better. But um, <laughs> no. Ravens at Chargers Saturday. Chargers, four and a half. Key point total, 44 and a half. One of the top offenses against the top defense yards and points. You have what? I have the Chargers winning in 63.8% of the simulation, so that's just win. The score I have is Chargers 27-21, so that's more than four and a half, in 54.6. So not super certain about that four and a half, but the win is pretty convincing. Um, look, we're, we're previewing this one on NFL.com, Twitter. We do, we, there's a lot of previews for this one coming out because it's a really great game. But what it comes down to is, and you might, and I've actually been talking about it Fantasy Live all week, it's like Lamar Jackson rushing. That's kind of the X factor that's going to be interesting to watch in this one. And the Chargers are actually 
what, ninth versus the run and fifth versus runs of 10 or more yards. So it's going to be interesting to see if Lamar Jackson can continue this historic pace of not only how many times they call run, but also how many times he's rushing. How, you know, if you look at who he faced, it's like bottom 10 run run defenses in all of his, his wins. Right. So it's, I mean, it's I think like, in, yeah, I think in a lot of those two, it's like bottom five. I mean, it's like 26, 27, 29. I mean, now you have a top 10, right? The, the thing about the Ravens, and I think one of the reasons why um, they're on this streak and some of the games are tight and some of them are blowouts. It's like, you know, just to kind of keep our college football theme going. It's, it's like you're playing Georgia tech. You're playing air force this week. I mean, they are running a read option. They're yep. running it over twice. Well, you as know many what, you know what uh, limits else's. that? Really great defensive ends, and you got two uh, of them for the Chargers. Beating the living hell out of the quarterback when he decides <laughs> oh, no. to either keep it or hand it off. I right. mean, that's the thing about that. That's why nobody – everyone's like, well, why don't you run the, the read option in the NFL? Why? Because the second the, the quarterback is has the potential to be a runner, whether he hands it off or not, specifically after he hands it off, you can still hit him. And that is that is in the rules. So when you right. decide to run that option, after that ball is gone, you can still take a shot at that quarterback. Uh, and when you've got athletic ends like Bosa and Ingram, I think that's where it's going to start for this Charger team is if they are able to hit Lamar Jackson either when he's running or after he hands it off and gets John Harbaugh to say, okay, we can't keep doing that with this quarterback any longer. He's going to get hurt. Right. And then the other – the other Because like, they're susceptible to that. Sorry to interrupt, Cynthia. Because no, they good. are susceptible to Absolutely. the quarterback run. They have been all season. Right. Russell Wilson got him a few times. Marcus Mariota got him a few times. I so just that think that be... the Russell Wilson game, when I went back and watched that and tried to map it, there's a really big difference between the experience level that Russell Wilson has and his ability and his passer, like the way he his characteristics as a passer, how great of a passer he is. Lamar Jackson has we don't know who he is as a quarterback yet, right? He's only played right. a few games, so that to me, it's a hard. You're right that he did scramble on them, absolutely, but it's not. I kind of think that's an unfair comparison because Russell Wilson's one of the very best sure. so it's just a, it's just an unfair like to I mean, expect maybe Lamar Jackson you know he yeah. and I and I think that's a good comparison because if you look at the beginning of that yep. game Mahomes was getting loose and he was able to outrun him but and Mahomes also has a sh- his arm is just he does and it doesn't and that's get that's how tired. he was beating him but what I'm saying is toward the end of that game he stopped running yep. because they were they were pelting him and they, they were. were hitting him pretty hard and he was like all right I'm done with it. A couple that. more possessions so, and the Chargers would have won that game. Like a one yeah. you know like that so I don't know that it just scares me. I I think if they're smart and I think the Ravens are very smart it I think maybe you use the running back to run a little bit more just to yeah, kind of keep the tackles. him Yeah, a little bit more cuz especially but the left side. But then you're running play action and his accuracy is so bad. Um, that you know, that's and that's he's got to learn want. too. I mean, you got to give him some time. It's not yeah. like I don't know. I'm not really like I, I'm not willing to say I know anything about him other than the fact that he's rushed for a lot of yards so far. <laughs> right. You know, it's yeah. it's and it's hard to know. That's dangerous living. It's uh, very ask RG3. Yikes. You know. Yeah. Right. Did we miss anything, anything there? Do we miss it? I don't think so. All right, we're good. Bills, Pats, Pats, twelve and a half a total, forty five. It's a Big old number. It's a big number. So I have the Patriots winning in 84.1% okay, of the simulations. Apparently not big enough. <laughs> the most likely score that comes out is 31-17, which happens to be Steve Mariucci's favorite score. He picks really? that score for everything, just so you know. And it's just like he, he just says it. So if you're, ever, if you're ever like using him for anything and he says 31-17, just think like that's his default score. Of course score. it is. <laughs> so, if I had um, to guess, I think your model's favorite score is 23-21. I think the I model's would, favorite – well, to be fair, I think the model's favorite score range. is 25-22. Right. Something so like it's that. 25, it's, it's sick numbers that aren't like right in there. Yeah. blah blah number, like numbers that don't sound palatable for many football. football. Yeah. yeah, super. 
although we do have some 22s this season. But So why the big number for the Pats? So it really comes down to first down defense again. We saw it, we pointed out last week, and then we saw the first down, like they got beat a lot by the by the Steelers on first down especially and their offense their first down offense can keep up with it I think in this game the Patriots are able to use their running backs creatively to get in better first down situations the model points to I the model says that it's almost equal Sony Michelle and James White so your guess is as good as mine unless your name's Belichick to know exactly which one that it runs through but both of them are instrumental in keeping those manageable third downs keeping their the Bills can bring pressure then Tredavious White is good like there's a lot of good pieces to this Bills defense, but it's it's just not you. What you saw, creative like look what you saw from Kenny Galladay last week with the Lions playing them. They're you know putting him in the slot. They were really susceptible to slot receivers. So it's it's going to be a lot of eleven. You're going to see pass catches from running backs. You're going to see slot receivers being successful, and it's just going to be the key to the Patriots' victory. So here's why I'm taking the Bills. You're taking um, the Bills straight, or you're taking them with. No. Okay. I'll take I'll take 12 and a half. Got it. Uh look at their losses. 27-23, 21-17, 20-13, 30 you know what I mean? Like they they're tight games because they it, it's it's a Josh Allen is going to extend those drives. Josh Allen's been runs. interesting, very, very yeah, good. Yeah, and I yeah. think so I just don't think the Patriots are the type of team especially I mean I guess this is one that's set up right for them to 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 route and get right. They just don't look that good to me. I'm sorry. This team does not With look you. like they're they're very good. And I think, you know, we've kind of been, at least I've been sort of leaning on the Bills a little bit. I shouldn't say leaning. I've been kind of taking them on a little bit for not having a whole lot of talent and still trying to tear that thing down and rebuild it. But to their credit, they're winning games that are tight, and they're in every game. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. They just won by one. They lost by four. They lost by four. They won by three. They lost by seven. They won by one. You know what I mean? It's like every one of those games, and I think that kind of signals, okay, it's a young team um, in some parts, and it's a young quarterback, and they're doing a pretty darn good job of staying in games. And I don't know if the Patriots are the type of team, um, personnel-wise. I know Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are great, but personnel-wise, that that can knock them off by two touchdowns. See, I think this is the this is the we gotta keep our first seed situation. We got we need our buy. So I think that it comes down to when you see right game now they planning. Don't have it. They don't. And when you see game planning from the Patriots in December and you see something strange happen like, you know, like losing to the Steelers isn't that strange. I, I didn't have them winning by more than they were supposed to per the magic numbers last week, right? So losing to the Steelers wasn't completely crazy, but this is the situation where they're like, all right, we we really need to make sure we get that first week off and we as best we can need to make sure that we're giving ourselves the best chance to get, you know, the road to the Super Bowl to come through Foxborough. So that's the only reason the game planning, the structure, I think people are looking at jobs. I think that this is one of those things where you're going to see the, it's almost time for Josh McDaniels to be the the hottest, the prettiest girl at the prom or the fake prom or whatever. So he's got to show us something and you, the, fake prom. You're the fake prom. That's where he goes. Right. And then he goes, and then he comes back, and he takes a new date, and then whatever. It's crazy. But So in order to uh, to make sure I, I uh, contradict myself in the same segment, I do want to point out the <laughs> last two Patriot wins were by 14 points each. They defeated the Jets by 14, and they defeated the Minnesota Vikings by 14. You're so good. You're just, good. So I can put that out there. But I'm going to take the points. I'm gonna, Perfect. Uh, I'm gonna I love it. Bills. Look, there I like go. the Bills. I think the Bills have something great going on. I think this is ultimately a one of those things where – Patriots coaches are coaching for their job. Brian Flores needs to prove he's the defensive coordinator. They need Josh McDaniels needs to, you know, show Green Bay what they're possibly getting. 
Is that, so, I'll see what you did there. Yeah, you did. Look at that. You see that? You little, little, that little coaching yeah. nugget. <laughs> Slid right in there. All right, <laughs> Jags <laughs> at Dolphins, the game that everybody listen, is watching. Listen, this one everybody, is. It's, hey, it's the Battle of Florida. It's Come the on. battle. Well, wait, what about Tampa Bay? They're just uh, left out? They're not playing another team in Florida. <laughs> they're, they're dealing with Dallas. So this is the uh, this is the Florida v. Florida. Uh, Jags-Dolphins. Dolphins favored by four and a half. Mm-hmm. Total, 39 and a half. Mm-hmm. You got what? The Dolphins winning in 57.3. The most likely score is 23-18. Kind of close to those weird numbers that everyone loves so much. <laughs> um, I would state like, the weather is supposed to be quite interesting. Uh, potential for storms, humidity. Um, I don't see any wind, which is, is a big factor. But just keep an eye on this one. So stay away from any magic numbers that would potentially involve both teams. Um, in this one, it, it boils down to the fact that, look, the Dolphins are still in it. They're still – they've got – Per my model, something like a 5% chance to make it to the playoffs. These coaches are coaching for their jobs. Oh, we'll get to that. But, you know, they're they're still in it. They're trying to figure it out. And they've you've seen – you've used Kalen Bolage. You've seen Brandon Bolden. You've seen, you know, a lot of different tricks. You've you've seen, you know – Ryan Tannehill is trying to save his job. Like there's a lot of people that are that have something on the line for this one. You saw the the Dolphins give up in the first quarter 200 yards of offense to the Vikings last week, which was the most in a single quarter for the entire season. I thought that was kind of surprising given some of the things we've seen from Kansas City or the Rams, but you saw that happen. So you have some people who are pretty bummed about what's been going on and the biggest factor you saw Xavier Howard practice this week so this factors in that Xavier Howard will be playing in that game meaning it just makes it better or a worse situation to pass against the Dolphins um yeah for I got very little to offer here so I'll just yeah, say the Jags <laughs> have one win since week four and it was just a totally weird who knows what the heck happened with Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts in week 13 everything else has been Right. Nothing short of a disaster. So yeah. uh, I'll 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 so just leave that where it is. Hop on with you, right? With the Dolphins. Right. All right, Bears, <laughs> Niners, Bears, four total, forty-two and a half. You know, I was surprised this one wasn't more convincing. But the Bears win in sixty-seven percent of the simulations. The most likely score: Bears twenty-six, twenty-one. Forty yeah, Niners are suddenly spicy. I know they're you feisty. Know? A little spunk in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do win by more than four in 61.6% of the simulations, but I guess I would have, I don't know, I just would have thought that was a little bit more convincing. I don't know. The one thing I'm tracking again, Bears defensive backs health, just because we see Eddie Jackson, you saw them lose one. You've seen some things go on there. Ultimately, what this one boils down to, this is probably this is probably like an away thing that that's driving it in terms of, you know, you've seen greatness from the bears. There's a chance that like keeping that up is very difficult. That's kind of, I've been looking way into streaks and I don't like that word, but you know, what co- like wins after wins or how to a- approach something where you have kind of like the 49ers that's have been tough, different right? teams. That's more emotional than it is. Oh, but it's, it's like more qualitative than quantitative, but it's like, like if you've been, if you've been on the field for, X minutes, right? And then you've been, you know, like if the defense has been on the field for X minutes and then you go across the country and you're doing X more minutes against people who are surprisingly, like their O-line for San Francisco surprisingly good. Their D, their their defense has been able to get, pre- starting to get pressure. They're trending up, sort of. You know what I mean? So it's like if you're in that situation and you're tired, you've just played very big games in a row, then that could, you know, I'm, I'm tracking yeah. something for the future. But that's that's interesting. 
at least. Yeah, this is um, – I'm still not quite sure what to make of the Bears' offense. I mean, their defense is so good, and it's very hard for me to envision a Niners team that is down – darn near everybody right. I mean if Matt Breida plays he plays for like a quarter um and yeah. they still run the ball pretty well I mean they still are able to execute Kyle Shanahan's vision on offense which is impressive just make sure that there is their is their fullback playing <laughs> yeah Kyle or, Shanahan yeah, exactly. needs pro bowler uh, Kyle Juszczyk yeah got, he needs a you fullback a, so uh, <laughs> you've got what backup offensive lineman third yep. string quarterback uh fourth string running back at this point third string wide receiver like it is crazy yep. how beat up this team is and yet they just knocked off the Broncos and Seahawks two Surprise teams that factors. were still fighting to make the uh right. the playoffs in back-to-back weeks all right um to the Broncos speaking of the Broncos the aforementioned Broncos the mm-hmm. of the disappointing back-to-back losses uh they will take on the Raiders on Monday Night Football yep. this just one's a kind brutal of brutal contest by the way to put on <laughs> national TV if in fact this is the last game uh at Oakland Alameda Coliseum uh, just an odd Anyway, maybe that's like you don't what they talk commentary. about the fourth quarter. Anyways, Broncos win 68.2 percent of the simulations. Most likely score Broncos 25, 21. What I tell and you, the number that, is Mom. Broncos two and a half. Yeah. So, so you've more got than that by more mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. Um, this one's uh, look, it comes down to the fact that stability from Philip Lindsay. I know he didn't have the best fantasy game for you last game, but Broncos run game Broncos ability to control the clock Broncos ability to score points is greater than greater than Raiders. And I do think that the Broncos defense has a nice outing. Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, a nice, a nice pressure, a nice pressure packed Monday for all of us. Merry Christmas to all. No question. And I love those Bronco receivers. That's an impressive young group of receivers. They put together. You're Tim Patrick. You've been, you're on it. Love Tim Patrick. Love Love Sean Hamilton. Love Cortland Sutton. I mean, three rookies and they all look really, really good. Um, And they all fit exactly you know, Cortland on the outside, Deshaun in that slot. Tim Patrick is kind of the mm-hmm. outside that's doing a lot of that pre-snap motion, taking handoffs, and all over the field. So it's been it's been impressive to see that with uh, the trade of Demarius and the injury to Manny Sanders. Uh, Falcons, and I'm with you on that. I think the Broncos win that one, even though the emotional stuff, season. right? You yeah. know, you. But I don't know. I saw some weird decisions. Like if you're talking about the fourth quarter, they did not use any of their timeouts their last game. So I, I mean, I'm not gonna. There's no, I'm not making any accusations, but if you're trying to win a game, do you just leave all your timeouts there at the end of the it was game? Odd. Anyways, I would say the um, the decision making by the head coach has been uh, less than optimal. <laughs> That's how I would put it. To the uh, <laughs> the Falcons at Panthers okay. and bad news today. Uh, you have Atlanta by two and a half. Yep. Total forty three and a half. Obviously, that all shifted it's today total with big the news shift. on Cam. Yeah, actually. Like exactly opposite shift. Carolina had a two and a half point head start in this one before that, and it was 47. So now, just this is an interesting one to not watch um, for this purpose. Falcons win 51.6% of the simulations. Here's the score that comes up 24 19. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, That's not a great, it's not a strong. It's not a strong indicator of anything other than, whoa, you just turned like orange oh, on the TV. Um, <laughs> it's the light. It's my lighting. There we go. Right. The, the only thing that's like, look, it just solidified the fact that Christian McCaffrey is a great pick this week. It's just, it's going to be McCaffrey, McCaffrey, and then a little bit more McCaffrey. I don't know about Taylor Heineke in terms of, you know, this is not, okay, maybe it's a defense to target, but let's just keep it simple and keep it with Christian McCaffrey. Okay. That'll, uh, segue perfectly into our fantasy futures let's do it where i get to judge you yeah well i mean is that judging me this whole podcast i don't like it bill i don't like it one bit (laughs) start talking you put your hand in your pockets start rolling your eyes (laughs) i get to do it now see how you like it 
I'm going to do my best Bill Smith right here. And this is entertaining for no one but us. because No, it's entertaining for me, actually. What do we got, Cynthia? Give me some spice. Fantasy <clears throat> futures. Who gets a touchdown? Kenyon Drake. Wow, that is spicy because he's it's coming out of the gate lately. hot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. he's been bad. So that's spicy. All yep. right. CJ Uzuma. Could have used it last week. Thanks a lot. Um, okay. He's a week so too late. He doesn't care about Uzuma you. Gets he it. Yeah, care week too about late. Thanks. Thanks a lot, CJ. Okay. Siege. I'd say spicy against the Browns. Okay. Okay. Um, how about? Okay, this one's actually very spicy. We'll see here. Yeah, I'll be the judge of that. Tell okay. Me what's spicy Elijah McGuire? No. Come That's on. not spicy to you? No. He's there. He's their lead back now. He's getting all the carries. I, I like mean, that. Okay. That my daily right. that, that that money's interest earlier today. I, I mean Come on. I definitely if, didn't I, like I figure if I have it in my daily interest and, and I'm so stupid that it can't possibly be spicy. It's as bland as a boiled potato. All right, give me something better. <sighs> How about Chris Carson ending up as a top ten fantasy running back for the week? No. How is that not spicy? Come on. Top 10? We're Chris Carson, Seattle, Kansas City, Kansas City's defense? But top 10. Hot knife through soft butter. That's what that defense is. Fine. Cameron Brait touchdown. Okay, I'll take that. All right. I will take Gosh. that. Brait touchdown against the Cowboys. Now we're back to the spice. You see, Cynthia, we just got to work through these things. We just do. How All about right. what, uh, one more here? How spicy is Demarius sure? Thomas? You sure. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Demarius is pretty spicy. Fine. Amari I would Cooper. Say he has not done. Uh, no. <sighs> Come on, against Tampa's defense, really? I don't know. I don't know what what makes you happy anymore. I just don't even know you anymore would, from this uh, morning. Listen, I would think you would know these things. No, but, I know. Uh, I'll give you Demarius <laughs> Thomas. Bridge too far. Okay. You don't want to do okay. anymore. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. We still got a lot of pod to go here. We sure right? do. Bill already hates me. I don't need you on my bad side either. <laughs> All right. We have a pick them. Mm-hmm. Packers, Jets. Yep. Packers by three. Well, okay, let's let's be honest. If So we heard news today. Aaron Rodgers said he's going to play. He so said he's going to play. He so said he's going to play. So the I think that in terms of who gets the head start, I think the, the, the Packers will be favored probably. If that's true, if he does play, then the Packers will be favored. It won't be a pick them if, if that's true. We just don't know. What's gonna necessarily happen in that? And one. that's what you have. That's what your model says. It says Packers by three. It says Packers by three, but okay. I don't know if it'll be three that it shifts by. I just I have Packers by three. I have Packers winning fifty four point five. I'm just saying, what does your model have so people can know? What yep, twenty four twenty one, and that's with up. and that's with fifty percent Aaron Rodgers. So that's a hurt Aaron Rodgers. So if you did a hundred percent Rodgers, it would you might it would be bigger. Number. Yep, okay. but but it, look, it's we're, that that one will that one will be the market will shift on that one based on what he says. But probably come Friday. You know, I don't know if it's going to shift right. before then. Okay. Kind of. We move to the dogs. Yeah, let's do that. You like the dogs. You like the points. Chiefs at Seahawks. Sunday night football. And this is the one you're going to do the in-depth analysis on game day morning. Right yep. now, uh, Chiefs road favorites, two and a half. Total, 53 and a half. Mm-hmm. What do you have? I have the Chiefs winning in 52.6% of the simulations, but only by one point. 28-27. Okay. It's very close very one, likely, though. Very likely. <laughs> Final score. <laughs> the Seahawks have been in some pretty darn tight games all season long. So I can see why the model might think this one will be by the slimmest of margins. I want to talk really quick here. What is here? it, that, that, it that, that you like? What jumps out? Well, what jumps out is in the past four games, Seattle has given up 
more than eight yards per play on first down, mostly coming off passes. But that's a huge number, especially considering, one, Kansas City's ability to – you can run, you can pass. They have multiple options. Their offensive diversity is great. And the fact that they can score really quickly. So it's that fast start that really – the fast start and their ability to just get themselves in a good situation, that's where – that's what gives them the slight edge. Okay. Um, I have very – you know, my I guess my Kansas City Chiefs analysis is going to be a little bit clouded because of recency bias. It's the last game I watched, so I just kind of got to see the great and the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see Pat Mahomes extend plays, and as you mentioned, just he's got an arm that other people simply don't it, possess. It doesn't get tired. He doesn't yeah. get tired. And for Seattle, I think they're one of the more underrated fronts. I think Frank Clark's probably, if not the, at least in the conversation, is one of the two or three best pass rushers that nobody knows about. Um, because there's been so much celebration. We know about him. We talk about him every week. Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, nationally, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be Bobby Wagner's the greatest middle linebacker in the history of the league, and he's going to the Hall of Fame, and K.J. Wright's great, and look how great these guys are going sideline to sideline and plugging holes and on and on. But um, the one thing that will be interesting is whether or not that secondary that was suspect at the start of the season can hold up um, against all those weapons. And I'm not – that's that's where my concern would lie with Seattle, where my concern lies with – with the Chiefs, it's just you know, Mahomes, 5.0 yards per rush this season allowed. That's a big. That's a pretty big one. That's huge. I mean, that is absolutely huge. And when you're able to limit their possessions, and I don't think it's fair to pile on. But I know this like recent thing that I've heard from a lot of different people or read a lot as well. You know, Mahomes lost three huge games this season. Lost, you know, at New England, lost to the Rams, and then <laughs> lost at home to the Chargers with the division on the line. Okay. The guy, you know, won – okay, lost a game to the Rams 54-51, to 51, all right? That's that's very hard to say that you don't <laughs> believe in him because of that. He also happened to win at Pittsburgh, so there's that. He won at the Chargers, so it's not like there isn't anything there to make you believe that, that Pat Mahomes is able to overcome adversity and win the big game. The one thing that does make me nervous if I were a Chiefs fan against Seattle is, A, clock-consuming drives. B, that is a tough place to play, man. That is a very hard place to win a football game. Um, and I think Seattle is kind of hitting their stride, whereas maybe maybe Kansas City's still stinging a little bit from letting that one slip away and allowing 15 points in the final four minutes. I, I don't know. I think it probably stings There's to no lose to San Francisco, to right? That, by the way. It probably stings a little bit to lose in San yeah. Francisco. So I think that was surprising. I mean, I, I for like – I think that, by the way, what I was going to interrupt you with before was um, I got yeah, like I a little right through it. No, I'm you're really... fine. I got a little tear in my eye. listened to your call of it. Oh, stop. It was great. Like I was like, oh, I love him so much. He's the best. Thank He's you. the most oh, talented. Stop, well, stop it. It's fine. Just say stop. thank you. You're good. I love it. Stop. Anyways, I'm very lucky to work with you. And that was so awesome. you have the cheese. Stop it. Well, <laughs> cheese by one. That's what you have. I do have the cheese That's by what one. you have. I don't know if it's me and my job with the Chargers that's leading me to lean Seattle or if it's that I was up there and I saw just the challenges that it presents. Well, you know um, who beat two one in Seattle? Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah. So Exactly. And I think that was the first impossible. AFC West opponent to win in Seattle in I don't know how long. Bill, do you know the answer to that? It's like ten years or something. I remember some wacky stat. Um, yeah. that we had in our notes that for whatever reason they've got the, the AFC West number. I just but, here, um, Here's the thing, though. Yeah. The, if you, when you break down the Seattle defense, you can they give up sneaky yards. They give up sneaky yards to the pass. They give up sneaky yards on certain types of runs, and those sneaky yards are things that 
Andy Reid sees. They're things that Patrick Mahomes has been able to like those trick things that I'm going to call them tricks because it's like low probability things like it's not just seam routes. Right. So those are the things where Patrick Mahomes has been able to excel in when things break down. And that's where Seattle has been vulnerable. So that's part of what gets them a little. There's a flip side to my Frank Clark um, bit of praise, and that's Chris Jones. Who's I was about if, to say, if, there's some good yeah. pass rushing on that if, other side too. He is so freaking good. But mm-hmm. how do you negate that? You know, he's an Aaron, he's an Aaron Donald type. Um, you know, he's running upfield to get to the quarterback. Well, here comes Chris Carson running right at you, yeah. and that's that's how you go after. You know, and that's the strength of this Chiefs defense. It's D Ford. Yep. It's Chris Jones. It's Justin. Absolutely. The secondary the is. And I do bad. think you'll see. Look, you didn't. Eric Berry returned. That's a big deal. Yeah. And, and he, was, he he made a couple plays, and he also gave up some big. He looks great against the run. He get, looked great against the run. The pass, not as much. Yeah. And it was beat off. It wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't what we'll see from him. He's you got to give him a minute to like get his sea legs under him. I think that we'll see more of him and more effective of him. So I I do think that comes into play in this one. I'm taking the Seahawks to win. Do it. I'm taking the We're Chiefs both on to the win, same side, though. Very it's close. two and a half. Right. We're both taking exactly. uh, Seattle. Bengals-Browns. Browns favored by seven and a half. Total 44 and a half. You have? Browns win 72.2%, but only by seven. 26-19. <laughs> Not seven and a half. Seven. I won't give you seven and a half. That's great. Okay. Why? Um, well, the Not reason- why won't you give me seven and a half? Why? <laughs> why Browns? Okay, so Browns, their red area, they rank fifth. That's great. It's an uptick lately. Things going the right direction. Their ability to control the clock. It's really screens, which are like high probability, short passes. Big improvement. Protection for Baker Mayfield. Huge improvement since they got a new offensive coordinator. And I mean, it's not all Freddie Kitchens, right? It's like also Baker Mayfield figuring it out a little bit more. So the lowest effective pressure on Baker since week nine. So fewest sacks since then, fewest pressures that change plays, meaning, you know, causing him to throw away the ball or or check down to a dangerous a dangerous receiver, something like that. He's had they've they've really been able to protect it. And the Bengals are kind of also going in the direction of bringing less pressure. So where they were very good in the beginning of the season, the Bengals aren't. They're just not getting that effective pressure anymore. So and the Browns are. I mean, you had yep. I think uh, you had two sacks in the Bronco game. You had a whole mess of hurries, couple picks, um, bunch of tackles for loss. And to me, this is what they got to get Joe Mixon going against the it's huge the Browns. Mixon I mean, game. It's going to have to be a huge mixing like game. Like all the volume to Mixon. Yeah. Right. Um, I, yeah, I think Browns win probably think, more than seven and a half. I'll take the Browns. Do you think um, Hugh Jackson's the next coach there? Just, just a question. I hope. Because <laughs> I mean, just ask him. He deserves it. He's 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 great. His players let him down in in Cleveland. His his players and his coaches wasn't him. They had just listened to him. Everything had been great, you know. He's yeah. who's brilliant. He's yeah. he's a freaking football genius. One in thirty one in two years. It's the players and the other coaches' fault. You know what? It is kind of genius to be able to get to one in thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's remarkable. So it should never happen. I'm just saying. And the thing about Hugh is why I think he'll get the job is because listen to the players. You know, listen to them sing his praises. All those Cleveland Browns, like man. Really miss you. Boy, a, things were great here when he was here. Just, he was something. That guy was something. By the way, you just Freaking insulted clown. Bill back because Bill's a Bengals fan. So, you know. That's... Oh, you are? I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> I grew it's up there. Be your next... it, it's all right, though. I have to, I have to cut in here because you asked the last time an AFC West team won in Seattle. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs in 2010 
when See? Dwayne Bowe caught three touchdowns from Matt Castle. So all Look it takes that. is Matt Castle and Dwayne Bowe. Caught it. Yeah, the <laughs> cast dog. Southern California's own. How I about mean, that? That's just Freaking too Matt good. Matt Castle, Dwayne Bowe. I apologize to interrupt. No, that uh, was three, great. No, three Dwayne Bowe touchdowns is worth it. Totally. I forgot you're a Bengals guy. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, if they hire Hugh Jackson, I think that's it for my Bengals they fandom. Can't. It's it's they such just, an egregious offense at this point it that is. that that may be it for. I'm lobbying what's, for him to become the, a Colts fan. That's what I'm, their, that's where uh, I might go next. Hey, it's drivable. I used to do the old. I used to fly into Detroit, drive down to uh, Cleveland, do Dayton, Cincinnati, and then drive over to Indy and fly home. That was my little music business uh, Midwest run. And it was in Dayton when I had my epiphany, by the way. I sat in a hotel, and I had a program director tell me that my band, and I was working on, I think, on Jimmy Eat World. He's like, this band is terrible. They will amount to nothing. I don't want to do it. And I remember sitting in that hotel room going, this is really happening right now. Like, I'm really sitting in a hotel room. I've got a brand-new daughter who's, like, two years old, mm-hmm. and I've got this guy in Dayton telling me that I don't know music, and he's not going to play my band Jimmy Eat World, and that's what I've got. I quit. I'm leaving this stooking business. I can't take it. I'm sorry. I like Jim Heat part. World. Is that weird? Of course. Who doesn't? Okay. That's freaking great. <laughs> that guy was, that was before the, the whole Bleed American, Middle, uh, all those songs came out. And uh, he was the one that told me this band would amount to nothing. And it was in Dayton, and it was WXEG, the Edge in Dayton, I believe, was the name of the radio station. I don't remember who the program director was. <clears throat> Sorry. Hugh Jackson. No? Hugh Jackson. Got I it. hope he's not your coach. <laughs> well, who's, what I wanted to ask you, though, was this real quick. Um, who's the color analyst for the Bengals radio broadcast? Do you remember his name? All right, forget it. Vikings at Lions. Uh, Vikings by five and a half. Total, 43 and a half. What do you got? <laughs> I got Vikings win 64.3% of the Sims. Most likely score, you ready for it? 26-21. You're taking the dog. Holy cow. No, I hate the that. Lions. I, just I know you hate do, the Lions. but you can't ignore math. That's what I love about this. Right. It actually, like, angers me when I see that come up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, so what have the Lions done as of late? Well, they've lost four or five. Um, they just got, you know, kind of, uh, is that what it is, four or five? No, three or four. No? It's like, yeah, I, I think know, it's three or four. They've a million four. of a million and one, exactly. something like that. Anyway, all right, so why? Why uh, Why take the points? Well, you saw last week against Miami, you saw Dalvin Cook, seven rushes of 10-plus. That actually doubled his season total in one game. When you went, go back and watch it, like, see how many times he's actually blocked on any of those. Very yeah. low number. Right. It's it, it's easy to run when nobody's trying to stop you from running. Right. The Lions have gotten a lot better against the run. Kind of the run is the is the key to their offense. We don't exactly know what Kevin Stefanski is going to be doing necessarily, but we did see you know a lot more play action. We saw you know passing outside the tackle box. We saw it like back to basics type of stuff, and that's the kind of stuff that the Lions have of late gotten better at they're better at stopping the run they're better at you know defending easy things Matt Patricia is good at coaching defense it, it pains me because this is just a tough this is a tough call and I may, I actually have Thielen this week being the the hero if you're looking for your so fantasy too. I don't think it's I don't think it's Stefan yeah I don't it's not Diggs has a bad matchup I mean the, some of the players on line secondary are good um, and, and, uh, but ultimately I don't think Dalvin cook being so like keeping it so stable and like the, like you saw against Miami, they're not, that's not the lines just don't allow that. You know, that's not what they, Damon right. Harrison's been a huge difference maker in the middle of that defense. So as much as it pains me, I think they keep it a little closer. Okay. We'll take it. Yeah. Giants of Colts. The team that you want Bill Smith to become a fan of. The I, I'm actually, I'm kind of like if the Lions keep doing stupid things. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a Colts fan State. now. 
It's a border yeah. state. It's the other conference. Why the heck not? It's easier for you than it is for Bill. You know, it's an AFC team. Giants Fair. and Colts. Colts favored by nine, but you mm-hmm. like. Well, I like the Colts to win 69.3, but I think it's a little closer. 29-21. That's eight. By eight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Never fails. Math. <laughs> Look, Why? It, when it's close, that just means I'm doing something right. Um, it, first of all, is Odell Beckham playing? This model says 70% no, so only 30% Yeah, I don't think Odell, he is. Right. I don't think he's going to. So By the way, Colts shut out the Cowboys last week, playing a team that was shut out this past week as well. So there's that. Yeah, it's the there's shut that. out bowl. How about that? See, I don't need some fancy model for that kind of analysis. That's what <laughs> I'm bringing to this thing. Exactly. Um, I, I think it's more like if there's if no Odell, then the opportunity to slow down Saquon Barkley. I don't think stop, but slow down Saquon Barkley becomes greater. That's the way the Giants would beat the Colts if they would. And it it it's big big favorite air arrow pointing to the Colts in that one. Darius Leonard sure. with 40 tackles is, you know, I'm not sure how many times that came up in the model, but, you know, More probably going to happen. 40 carries for Saquon or 40 tackles for Leonard. More 40 likely. tackles for Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like that. 40 carries for like 40 yards. Oh, I see what you're saying. Just you know what I mean? Going. Like, I don't know, but that, that that would mean he'd be getting the heck beat out of him, right? It I would think be it's awful. like, oh my gosh, yeah. he's got a don't chance to get 350 yards in a game. Let's keep giving it to him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Enough of my shenanigans. By the way, uh, one cool yes. thing here that I'm really – that I'm very much keeping an eye on. I, I'm curious if with T.Y. Hilton, right, I'm, I'm watching all of his different routes because he's had very – his use has been, like, very different. So going forward, if they're going to make it to the playoffs, which I'm hoping – I want my, my Colt to make it to the playoffs. I'm curious to see how they're going to use him. This is a game where you could have a, a good T.Y. Hilton game in this one. You know who doesn't want them to make the playoffs? The Patriots. I know. I, I, I can promise you There's that. nothing that I want more than this yeah, story. That's the best storyline ever. That's I, the best storyline ever. And I just say that ever. because they're the team that's in the three slot. If the Steelers end up there, if the Texans slide back there, I can tell you right now, if there's one person that they do not want to see in that six hole, whoever <sighs> is three, I know. it's Andrew Luck and, and that Colts team. I know. Uh, I, right. I really want that. to Like, that is my, like, I oh, love yeah, that you. narrative. Oh, I love it. It's tough because of the Baltimore defense. You know, I'd love to see that defense in the playoffs as well, just knocking the snot. I just want the. I want the Ravens to make it, and I want I want the Ravens to make it, and I want the Colts. I'm sorry, Steelers fans. It's not a fandom thing. I just like chaos. Right. So, well, I guess yeah. Then you would have to have the Steelers lose. Right. I want this week to the. I want. I want that narrative of like the Colts face the the Patriots with Andrew Luck and who was his shoulder. Okay. Oh, and then he throws for 350 yards to beat the Patriots. And then Josh McDaniels is crying on the sideline. Oh, it's so good. That's what you're looking Rates for. Rates itself. Why not? <laughs> Rams at Cardinals Rams by 14 total 46. What do you got? Um, I have the Rams winning in 77.1% of the simulations. The score I have is 28, 17. So that's what they beat him by in the first meeting, like 60. It's a little different now, though, right? Uh, Thirty-four nothing in week two of the season. The yep. Rams defeated the uh, yep. the Cardinals. I so think that's you why go. you see two touchdowns there as the as the head start. This a t- it's crazy to say, right? Especially after what the Cardinals gave us last week, getting humiliated by the Falcons, um, scoring three points against the Lions at at home, no less. That that might have been the worst game of the year, by the way. Lions Cardinals two weeks ago might have been the. The Dolphins and know. the Jags could top it this week. Six, six nothing. Colts Jags was pretty yeah, bad that's, too. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, but that was that game was pathetic. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
I don't know, man. That Rams offensive line has been bad, and Chandler Jones is still playing. Goff versus pressure looks like Blaine Gabbert when he started to fall apart and was just, like, taking the snaps. It was like, hike, ha! Just threw it right away. I mean, there was no footwork whatsoever. Just started freaking (laughs) out. Um, So, anyway. I want to know if Gurley's okay. I don't think he is. I mean, if he was, would they have signed C.J. Anderson if Todd Gurley was all right? Yeah, that's that's confusing to me. I want to see – I also think that – you know, if I've pointed it out that you can run in the middle of the Rams line and people keep doing it and Jordan Howard did it. And I mean, you keep see, seeing that be like a, a big yeah. factor in these games. Like, I mean, David Johnson, remember him? I mean, he used to be awesome. Now he's kind of still awesome, but just not used as much. And he could run right in the middle of that line and keep things a lot closer than than the Rams would like. So Ships that's the kind of thing. Night. Hey, Aaron Donald, have fun going after Josh. I'm going this way. We're five and a half yards. No, it's like, hey, where's Sue? Oh, wait a minute. He doesn't care. Got it. Oh, that's the Lion fan in you. No, it's not. (laughs) I'd actually rather have him. He was kind of at least entertaining, right? He was. Put a spike (laughs) on your head. All right. Redskins, Titans, Saturday football, the other part of that doubleheader. Chargers and Ravens. This one will precede it. The Redskins, Titans on NFL Network. What do you got? Titans favored by 10. I have the Titans Damn. winning in 70.4% of the simulations, but the score I have is 24-16. It's okay, eight. by eight. Yeah. So for me, look, the Redskins keep having keep having changes, injuries, people not being on the team. So we don't know what we're going to get from them, but we do know that we've seen Derrick Henry be very good in the past few games, especially running outside the tackles has allowed him to earn yards after contact, which is something he wasn't doing in the first games of the season. They're creating situations where they're exotic smash mouth, (laughs) if you will. Boy, we Um, love that term, don't we? I don't even know what that means. Um, Nobody does. And uh, you've seen Washington's defense be good. They've created a lot of pressures on passing attempts. I think the – Next gen stats, I believe, has them as the highest percentage of pressures on pass on passing down. So the, you've seen some. You've seen the the Redskins have some things that can cause problems for the Titans. So ten is too much. Um, you don't think so? The, the counterpoint so. to that I would think, be I think they make the I think they make the Redskins offense one dimensional and just start destroying it. That's what I see. But then you got to remember, well, Logan Ryan, so slot. You've got some like different. You've got some things yeah. changes. But the counterpoint to the the uh, Redskins defense bringing pressure is that Mari- Mariota has like the a better passer rating under pressure than he does not under pressure. So that's but it's only four passer he rating points. He does not points, throw so. the ball all that well. It, but he yeah. doesn't throw a lot anyway. So yeah, like exactly. short passes, it's a little context needed there. But it right. that's your counterpoint if your friends are like no. And then you're like, well, Mario gets better under yes. pressure. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's what I <laughs> no, say. When they say yes. no, I just say yes. <laughs> All right. You like the uh, Texans straight up. Eagles by two. Point total 45. But you think the Texans win? I do. Texans win 53.9% of the Sims, 24-23. So that's three points different than, you know, what other people might say. Um, we saw the Texans and the Jets be closer in the in the you know all but the end of the game, right? They had to come back to win. But then what you saw is you saw – DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson kind of rekindle their connection. You saw, I I think what you saw there is like there's some injuries. I think Lamar Miller isn't right, right? So we're getting Foreman back potentially. That's the word on the street at least. So I think what you're seeing there is you're seeing the Texans adapt and they still have that awesome front. Now, the Eagles front was great against Jared Goff and the Rams, but their corners are still, they're still playing with, 
not even I wouldn't even call them backup. Maybe like backup to the backup. Backup to the backup. Yeah. yeah. So the practice squad corners. Yeah. So you saw what DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson can do together. So I, that's that's the biggest kind of factor. And by the way, that Demarius right. Thomas there, if they want to try to double team, you know, or triple team DeAndre Hopkins, well, Demarius Thomas has proven that he can catch balls in the end zone too. And then there's always the legs of Deshaun Watson. So there's that. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready? Confidence picks? Oh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm give ready. Me, give me three. Zero, two, and one last week. Prior to that, I think you were three and oh the week before. So let's get a bounce back, huh? How about it? I want Chicago and I want four. So Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Chicago and it's four. Chicago by more. Yeah. Because what else? Because like just I mean, if you want me to tell you who's going to win, that we already know that. Those are no. 70s, 80s. No. We need to no, do it. We, we, we make it numbers. fun. I want my Dallas. I'm going with my Dallas again because okay, we started they, with that. Dallas, huge. Uh-huh. And Chicago, I know. Chicago, huge. Yeah. And I know. Oh, let's go with this one. Um, I like. You know what? I'm going to go with the. Uh, let's keep it not so spicy and have the Denver. Denver and two and a half. Denver. Okay. Denver, two and Denver and at Oakland. Wins big, and mm-hmm. I just like to say the the wins big if it's bigger than you great. Know. So Bears, Broncos, and uh, Bears, Cowboys. Broncos, and the Cowboys because I wanted to now, remember I did this to you last week. I said three favorites. Don't do it. Don't do Sorry. it. Sorry, that's what people it's always weak. do it's when weak. they go with threes. Fine. You want me to go no. really spicy no. and take no. Seattle? I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you that I wouldn't have done it. But you do you. Yeah, I will. I do me. Um, fine. Do you want points then? Because I can no, tell you that. No, I just point out that that's what always happens when people decide to kind of clump three teams together. They typically go with the three teams that uh, look like on paper they should win. By you know what? I don't care if no. my stock's mispriced. I'll buy the mispriced stock that it gets okay. me that goes up. Right? I don't okay. care if they're like sure. companies that I don't care if they're all Google. I want it to go. Up. I want it to go up. I want to be right. Okay. All right. All right, Elon. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Don't call me. Elon. Um, we are Game Theory and Money, and we're brought to you by Burrow. The holiday season is here. If you're hosting the entire extended family or just a few friends, chances are you'll need a cozy seat for everyone. No better time to replace your worn-out hand-me-down couch with a super comfortable, high-quality, and stylish Burrow sofa. It's comfy, and the shopping experience is easy. And not to mention, sitting on a Burrow sofa at the end of a long day is pretty sweet. They are durable, comfortable naturally scratch and stain resistant and that modular design makes it easy to set up you can customize it online shipping is fast it's free and it comes with get this a built-in usb charger okay so your now lazy we're talking. ass never has to get up it's uh no wonder burrow was named one of times hey time's still around best invention of 2018 you can get your living room ready for all of your holiday celebrations and save 75 bucks right now on a new sofa by visiting burrow.com slash game theory. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash game theory to get 75 bucks off your order. And a big thank you to Burrow for supporting our show. It's time for Game Theory and Money Playoff Projections. And what that means is, Cynthia, you run all the simulation based on simulations based on the outcomes of the final two games for each of these teams, and then you assign a percentage as to which teams will make their way into the postseason. Of course, you already have a number of teams that have qualified, but you're also going to slot what you think will end up being the one through six seeds. So it's not only who's in, 
but where they end up. So you want to start where, NFC or AFC? Let's start with the NFC because it's a little less complicated than, it's a little more straightforward than that. Okay. And I do want to mention the man sitting across from you is our <gasps> dear friend, Bill Smith, and yes. researcher Not related to so you. Bill Just going wanted to, to point uh, that out there. No, he's not. Look at him. He's got his hands in his pockets. He hates me. But uh, <laughs> that's okay. I like Bill. He may hate me, but I like him. All right. We start in the NFC, and you have three teams that have already punched their ticket, the Rams, the Saints, the Bears. So walk us through who else gets in, and then take us through an order here. Okay, so we're going to start in order. So Saints, then Rams, then Bears. And then I have Cowboys, 92.2. So pretty good. But it's kind of interesting that the Seahawks at 94.9 have a higher percentage despite – the Cowboys probably going to win the division and get the, the four seed. I don't know. I think that's a little interesting at least. So why is it that you think the Seahawks have a better chance to make the playoffs right now than the Cowboys? Even though it looks like they're both going to get in, what is that sort of minor variance there? It really comes from the fact that the Eagles have not quite died yet. You know, like they, they're not it, – it, the, what drives – the Seahawks have such a strong win total already – and their forward-looking projections. So at least one more win. They have they have a, a very high forward-looking projection, which means that they're the most likely to have the best record, so meaning that they're most likely to get the five seed. And the Eagles just – they just keep holding on, and this, the Cowboys just didn't seal the deal. So that's just that little that little shred of doubt there. I guess just kind of the weird thing to, to, to build on sort of the question you asked there, Bill, is that you have – you know, a, a Dallas team that swept the, the Eagles. So basically, the Eagles need the Cowboys to lose out. Eagles need to win out in order for them to take that NFC East crown. And you would think that the percentage would be pretty high um, for the Cowboys. And it is. It's 92.2, but it is interesting. Like you said, the Seahawks have no chance of winning their division uh, because the Rams have already clinched it, yet the, the Cowboys have a lower percentage. It's odd. Um, but at the same time, it could also just suggest that the competition for the wild card, right, Cynthia, is, is not that great. And Correct. the Seahawks have that big Correct. advantage. Yeah, I mean, look, the Panthers really, when they lost all those games in a row, they right. just took a huge chunk out of their playoff opportunities and left everyone. Now they're, the Panthers are at number nine right now, 2.1% left. With Cam out, It's that's not... It's even less than 2.1% right. right now. Now that Cam has announced that he's not playing, you, you have to say that 2.1%. It's 0.21%. It's exactly. probably something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, realistically speaking, I mean, the, the the cloudiness with the NFC East is really because the division hasn't been sealed yet. So that's that's what the cloudiness is, which will likely happen this week. Right. And, I mean, the, the interesting thing for the Seahawks, though, is um, they're 8-6, and six, right? The Eagles are 7-7. Seven and seven, The Redskins are 7-7. Seven and seven, So it's yeah, – and they're playing the Chiefs this week. So I'll be anxious to see if, in fact, they lose that game, how much that knocks the Seahawks down. Let's just say the Eagles knock off the Texans and the Seahawks lose to the Chiefs and what that ends up doing Do for the those Cowboys percentages. Win? Um, the Cowboys win, yeah. Okay. The what co- about I the just Vikings? say, yeah. So the Cowboys win, they'll go to 100%. They'll win <laughs> right. the division. Right. If the Cowboys um, win, it's 100%. And then if the Vikings, I mean, look, if somehow the Vikings lose or the Seahawks lose, the Seahawks are still going to be, it's very unlikely that even with a loss, I, I can see it right here. If they right. lose, the Seahawks are still going to have oh, yeah, I guess a that's very true because don't percentage. the Eagles and Redskins close together, right? Don't right. They, I think yep. they play each other. So one yep. of them would end up at 8-8. Eight and eight. Right. Uh, it's really Minnesota's they, to lose for number six. Right. And Seattle in Week 17 hosts Arizona. So that's the model has is a very strong favorite. Yes, right. Right. So all right. I mean, not as exciting on this one, but you know, that's the the biggest jump will likely be 
the the biggest jump I'm guessing would likely be the uh, the Eagles winning this week in so a game if, that they right. are not favored to win. Right. If the Eagles win, and so the Eagles fans should be rooting for their team, and they should also be rooting for the Lions. Right to knock off the Vikings exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, the way the percentages work because right because it like doesn't really Vikings, it's not Seahawks going to really matter if the Chiefs knock off the Seahawks, but the the Vikings fans. They're the the C, the Eagles fans need the Vikings to lose this game that they're strongly favored in, right? Because that'll give them their seventh loss, and the Eagles have a chance to win out and get to nine and seven. Whereas exactly, the, uh, Minnesota would end up getting their their seven. They would but only be able to get eight, seven mm-hmm. and one. Okay, um, let's go to the AFC. Hey, money, look at number five. You're going to be working in January. I mean, you already knew yeah, that, but like exactly deep in January, <laughs> they are. Uh, well, it's it's. Unfortunate, I guess, for the AFC West, you'll end up with the two best records in the conference, and one of them's going to end up as a wild card team that's got to win three games on the road if they want to make their way to the uh, the postseason. And they've been, you know, probably the two best teams in the AFC this season. So, but them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. So, right after the game was played last week, right, like right on Thursday night at like you know. 12.02 after the game before any other AFC games were played or we knew anything about what the NFC games were either. Actually, the Chargers, I had the Chargers edging out the Chiefs for the, the uh, for the number one. It's still very, very, very close in this game, but uh, as to who's going to win that division, but Right now, just it's the Chiefs by the tiniest bit because the Eric Berry stuff that we saw in its trajectory to help them just enough. I mean, before it was close, and that that kind of helped, you know, see, seal it. Same with Damian Williams being effective. So well, those plus two your things, model has them. Your model has them winning in Seattle, yeah, um, but not very convincingly. Right, so. but they have them winning, and then they obviously it'll have them winning by a substantial margin at home against the Raiders. Yep. So. You know that's that's all they need to do. Win your games. Doesn't matter by how many. Right. Win your games and you win the. Uh, the but AFC that Seattle West game, that AFC. Seattle game is so pivotal. So it's but the no Damian question. Williams help that like what we saw from Damian Williams, what we that was saw. Good call on your part, by the way. Oh, that was uh, one that you were preaching in the world of fantasy. I did preach that. I did like that one. And Eric Berry coming back. That was just just a tiny little difference maker when you went back right. with the computer vision and went through it. So all right, that, let's just get to the know, stuff that's not so certain. You have the Texans at two uh, and do. the Patriots at three. You think that holds? <laughs> You know, it's funny because when I go back and see, I, I don't think it holds. I think the Patriots ultimately end up, like, my gut tells me something different. They are 0.3% different. So it's not like the model's 5 or 6% off and I'm telling you my gut's different. It's it's 0.3. It couldn't be much closer right now. Right. So, I, I mean... I'm going with the model. I believe in my model. And defensive fronts are a huge deal. Defensive fronts mean deep playoff runs, and Houston's got a great one. So that is that is a big difference in this one. I mean, if Houston yeah, wins out, they get the two. That's right. So they have to beat Philly, beat a Jacksonville team that has not played particularly well in a long time. I think, Money, you said earlier they've what, won one game in their last six or seven. One game, I think it's right. been. Say, Against yeah, Andrew one, Luck and yeah, exactly, an odd one, though, six where they couldn't game. score. Right. Um, but I, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like it's it's tiniest the tiniest of margin. And meanwhile, the Patriots finish up their season. Um, yep, hosting <laughs> hosting the Bills and the Jets and the Jets. So However, for like New England, in the past, they've only gone the Super Bowls when they've gotten the bye week. So the th- getting the three seed for New England, having the yeah. host on Wild Card Weekend, mm-hmm. they've seen the Ravens come in there and win in Wild Card Weekend in New England before. They really really want that. Number two seed. 
Yeah, it probably pains them considering what happened in the Super Bowl, but boy, are they big Eagles fans this week because uh, mm-hmm. they obviously own the tiebreaker. Well, not obviously. Maybe you didn't recognize that the two teams played earlier this season. Then Patriots won, so they own the tiebreaker against the Texans, so that's all they need. They went All the out, way Texans back in week one. one. All the way back in week one, mm-hmm. and uh, that would put them into the two. Yep. Um, Steelers, you have them winning the AFC North after that big win versus the Patriots. 55.4, is that convincing? Not really. It's not to me. Not Ravens are 50.5, and right now they're than six. So 55.4, 50.5, it's anyone's game as to who wins that division. Okay, and let's get to the uh, four teams for two spots then. So okay. if you have them winning the division, that mm-hmm. means Baltimore is uh, now fighting for that sixth spot. You well, have the so the, one of them is going to be the second AFC West person. So it's one spot, right? You know, it's That's like, what I mean. Yeah, it's just for right. the six. The, the five is the already six. either the Chiefs or the Chargers. Right. So the fives are either Chiefs or Chargers, and then the six could either be Baltimore, Indianapolis, or Tennessee. It, realistically, technically, the Dolphins five point five. Or Pittsburgh, I guess. Yeah. Well, right. Or pi- yeah, whoever in your model, the... you have Pitt winning the division. So let's get to those four. You're right. Those right. Three, so, so if if spot. it's going to be the non-winner of the AFC North, the Colts and the Titans, right? That's the that's who's fighting for the, that and last. And you spot. like who? You know, it's funny because when you look at this, and by the way, the Browns are still in at two point two percent, and it's December. Just kind of thought it's like late December now, so that's kind of interesting. Um, they need like crazy things to happen, including a tie between the Colts and the Titans in week 17. So that's pretty funny, but whatever. Um, I I think that it's going to end up being the Ravens. I think it's going to play out the way because they're, you know, convincing enough, like 50.5% of the simulations versus 47.8. But, you know, it, it, it I ran it with the Ravens losing, the Ravens winning. Obviously, if the Ravens can knock off the Chargers this week, that pretty much will you know solidify let me them. put it into let me put it into this context do you think and i believe and i'm gonna i'm gonna back you into a corner do here, it cynthia because it's your math it's my math you have the titans winning this week mm-hmm. you have the colts winning this week mm-hmm. you have the ravens losing this week mm-hmm. that means and i have the steelers that, losing this week too FYI. but that means either the colts or the titans end up 10 and 6 mm-hmm. and they take that six spot because okay. the ravens will end up getting their seventh loss this weekend against the chargers so the Colts and Titans play in week 17. Mm-hmm. And if the Colts knock off the Giants and the Titans knock off the Redskins, which your model says they will, yep. then that will be the winner take all um, unless the Ravens can knock off the Chargers. Or um, unless Steel- the, the there's also a scenario with like the Steelers because they play New Orleans, right? So And, and then they, they close with the Bengals at home. Not worried about that one. The right. that one. That one's a convincing one, but Steelers aren't favored this week. Ravens aren't favored this week. So, and the, right. and the math she has says that if you look at the Steelers at fifty-five and a half percent and the Ravens at fifty point five, you add those together, you're at one oh six, and a hundred percent of that goes to the AFC North winner. But remember, so the there's Steelers only have tie. there's only but one of those two teams has to make the playoffs through that division. So right. that leaves that's only, what I mean. So that means there's only a six percent chance that the team that does not win the division gets the up. sixth seed. Yep. So what you're saying is it is very likely that either the Colts or Titans get that six seed, I got you. it's which team of the Steelers or the Ravens we'll can the win AFC their North. last two games, get the right. last I got seed. you. That's a good point, yeah, because that's basically halved. They're, one of those two teams wins that, and then the Titans or the Colts end up winning right. the six spots. So uh, a lot of pressure on both those teams this week, Steelers and Ravens, to uh, to get that I win. I just want the Colts. I just want that narrative. 
How can yeah. we make that happen? Who do I oh, need I to talk to? Oh, I think it's going to happen because, look, I mean, they absolutely wrecked the Titans in their first meeting. And I know they have to go to Tennessee. And well, Tennessee, Tennessee keeps dropping people. Team. I mean, they're, yeah. like, they, they're, they're a different team They're now. so injured. They keep getting more injuries. You know, so. Logan Ryan gone. Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin gone. Johnny gone. Smith gone. Like, gone. It's unfortunate. Like, I, I, I want the Titans to be – I want someone to – I. I want chaos. I always root for chaos, right? Sure. Like, if I could have it my way, I'd put the Browns in there to win the division, and then I'd have it be like, you know, Colts and Titans make it. Something crazy. I like it weird. Something crazy. That would be the Ravens lose both, the (laughs) Steelers lose both, the Browns lose both. There's a tie at the end. I don't even know. Whatever. AFC North is theirs. (laughs) All right. There it is. AFC and NFC playoff projections. I'm sure it will change. Actually, I don't think it will change all that much for next week. So, wait. You didn't uh, say who you you have coming in there. You think the Ravens will slip out? You have the Colts. No, I think the Colts, yeah. I think the Ravens lose this week to the Chargers. That eliminates them. I think the Steelers lose, but because they have that tie, they'll end up beating the Bengals, and unfortunately the Ravens will be that odd man out. Uh, And I think the Colts end up housing the Titans again in Week 17 and take that sixth seed, and that's going to be fun. And it's going to be a lot of fun because they're going to play the Patriots in New England, and Andrew Luck's going to be white freaking hot. And uh, it'll be a but then again, and Darius, really there, maybe Patriots that's Darius Leonard's 40 tackle 40 game. tackle game. There you go. There See, it, it is. comes full circle. I know. It does. All right. That is our uh, playoff projection for week, well, heading into week 16. Did we miss anything? Uh, one thing just to clean up right there, the Browns cannot win the AFC North. Once the Steelers beat the Patriots, Darn. that is out. They can only win ah, the sixth seed. Dang. There you go. Well, See, I'm done. All right. My chaos that's is good, over. Though. Thanks right. a lot, Bill, for humiliating me on the way out. I really appreciate it. can always count on you. Absolutely. Always there to help Cheese you out. Cheese it bowl. Let's go Cal Bears. Mike Silver's good. At least Mike Silver will like me. I don't care his in your stupid horn frogs. Let's go, Cal. All right, that's it. So that is Game Theory and Money for Week 16. A big thank you to our man Shoppy for uh, producing things, to our man Mark Brady for being the enemy of fun, Bill Smith uh, helping out with all that great research and judging me throughout the last 70 minutes or so, and, of course, uh, the centerpiece of it all, Cynthia Freeland. And thank you to all of you for downloading, subscribing, listening, streaming, dealing with us on social media, spreading the word on social media. We appreciate it. We'll be back again next week to uh, react to everything that happened in week 16. Thanks Thank so much you. again. Yeah, we'll be back. And happy holidays, everybody. Oh, yeah. Happy holidays. Money. There we go. Thank yeah. you, too, by the way. You never get a good thank you.